All around the world, poverty is stealing choices from kids. It's time to give those choices back. Introducing Chosen, World Vision's new invitation to sponsorship. For the first time, kids have the power to choose their own sponsors. Now the choice is theirs. The choice to take hold of their future. And even the choice to step into a life-changing relationship with you. Learn more at worldvision.org slash chosen. Hey there, you amazing patrons. It's X, and I'm here along with uh, no Felicia, and I have a Kyle with me, and I also have Aaron Rabbi from the Embrace the Void podcast and Philosophers in Space. So welcome to the show, sir. Uh, hopefully you're, you. you're enjoying your stay so far. <laughs> oh, it's been a lot of fun. We've been having a great time. And, it is. Let's see. Yeah. This is the Utah Outcast Secret Patron Show, where we are generous enough to share this stuff with you for at least a buck a month. I mean, that's really not that much. It's like a quarter a week. You can afford it. Come on. So what we're doing this week, we didn't get around to last week because we were too busy talking about ah. Jim Baker buckets and the potential of what kind of food we're going to be eating in a couple of weeks. Uh, mm. We're going to finish up the Book of Mormon 30-point oh. challenge for skeptics that we were planning on doing. And Aaron's not Shit. privy to this because he's not a patron, so he didn't get to catch the other two. So what mm-hmm. we have out here is we have a Mormon apologist by, that has a website called My Life by mm-hmm. Go Go Goff uh, that wrote an article in 2016 uh, about... The, let me let me give you the, uh, the 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 synopsis here. I was going through my notes when I found the paper that my trainer from my mission gave me. There are only two options when it comes to the Book of Mormon. Yeah, I just love the, the I love it when people are like, "There's only mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. It is either a true record and Joseph is a prophet who has, who was called to translate it, or it is a forgery and Joseph Smith wrote yeah. it and was a con man who made it up." Yeah, I don't. I don't usually like false dichotomies, but this one's pretty straightforward. It's it B. is <laughs> B. I'm pretty sure we know the answer to this one already. Well, I mean, I, oh, I, I, I guess fast. I, I guess he can. Uh, he can state it this way. It's like he either author or not author. You know that I'm like, okay, that's yeah. great. But was it a forgery? Not forgery. You could do it that way, but you can't say God wrote it. True right. record. Joseph was a prophet. Translated it, and you you just can't yeah. you can't fucking do it. So anyway, yeah. it says what. So which is it, true record or forgery? Well, let's look into what it would take to write the Book of Mormon. And this person invited us <laughs> mm. to take a 30-point challenge to write the Book of Mormon, and we've done an hour on this fucking article so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was there um get get cut abs at some point in this conversation? Like, you had to do a bunch of <laughs> just, crunches just around about, 10 so, or 11? <laughs> so just, just to give you the, the, the basic outline here, like the very first thing that he says here, here's the challenge, can you accept it? Write a history of ancient Tibet covering a period from 600 BC to 400 AD. Why ancient Tibet? Because you know you know no more about Tibet than Joseph Smith knew about ancient America, and that's where you'd be wrong because Tibet's an interesting <laughs> country. <laughs> <laughs> and like also, isn't this a, and we can read it. And this is a self burn, right? Like yeah, I agree. It really he is. Did, he didn't know anything about ancient America, like right. and the things he said were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> As a like you're right. If I if I tried to write something about Tibet, it would also be terrible. <laughs> and I wouldn't right. start a religion around it. <laughs> no shit. So number twenty one on the one we're doing here, we're gonna finish okay. up twenty one to thirty. Okay. Your record is to fulfill many Bible prophecies even in the exact manner in which it shall come forth to whom delivered its purposes and accomplishments. I uh, fuck your writing. Fuck yeah, your writing stupid. right there. Yeah. Fuck your writing. <laughs> did did okay. some, 
at some point between one and twenty one, they just decided to switch to ye old English or like that's exactly that's, how the Book of Mormon's written. So that's that's, that's a more obscure that's a more, how like this this yeah. thing fulfilled a bunch of things that someone else made up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's okay. that's totally a Mormon thing. That's, but yeah, no, no, it's it's really really easy. Look, prophecy is really easy when you're writing it in retrospect. <laughs> Right, Wing. like I, pro- <laughs> I, I watched a bunch of alt writers prophecy that someone was going to get shot in America, and then turns out some people got shot in America, and yeah. now they're like, "See, we called it." Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, but you know, and most pro- most prophecies are self fulfilling <laughs> because you say something's going to happen, and then somebody goes, "Well, I guess it's got to happen." Okay, so number twenty two. <clears throat> Call down an angel from heaven in the middle of the day and have him, why not her, bear testimony to four honest, dignified citizens of your community that the record is the word of God. Okay, since we're making this up, yes, sure. I had an angel come down and say those things to the four people. That's, I, that's I like sure. the middle of the oh, day hard. part. It's like, get a get an angel to matter? take time off work, right? <laughs> oh, we're not God, talking in the tr- afternoon. We're not talking in like on a weekend in the middle of a work day to come <laughs> down and no, explain no, no. The, some shit. Well, no, that that does make complete sense because that is their work hours, and this is what they're supposed <laughs> to do. But they're not gonna they're not gonna do this on their day off. Are you serious? Right. Weekend witnessing. From, Come on. I got a call <laughs> from one of my employees earlier today, and I was just like, "He's like, I need your help doing something." I'm like, I, "I'm off for the weekend. Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that were God, though. You're like. Come on, no, Come on, God, no, no, fuck no! You. I'm, I'm already high, God. I'm not going down there right now. It'll kill my buzz. You know, it'll kill my buzz because they'll try to kill me, and I don't want to try to get killed right now by some stupid monkeys. <laughs> These witnesses must bear the angel's testimony to the world, not for profit or gain. Fuck you! It's not hard. I mean, yeah, sure. So, yeah, how hard? I mean, really. How hard is it to convince a, a small group of people to commit a fraud from which they're all going to profit? Is it weird that the religion that was started by a con man is a little obsessed about people making profit or like conning people <laughs> out of like an angel's and... going to try to grift on you? <laughs> uh, let's see. But under great sacrifice and severe persecution, even to their deathbeds. You must put that testimony to the test by coming an enemy to these men. You know, it's really, it's really funny how the like most of the original witnesses, like at the beginning of the Book of Mormon, that said they yeah. saw these plates and everything. Most of them were excommunicated by the time when Joseph was about to be killed. Sure, because they all <laughs> because they later all came out and said, "Yeah, no, really, we we really didn't." Well, we, it's not even that making- they're like. Joseph was fucking my wife. I wanted to beat his ass. And they're like, yeah, you're excommunicated. <laughs> and, and am, I re- am I reading this right? Are they suggesting that like, if someone comes down and confirms your theories, you should torture them to death to see if they're serious? <laughs> sure, yeah. That's what well, you do with angels, right? I mean... I mean, it's it's really... It's kind, <laughs> sure. of, de- it's kind of delusional because, I mean, first you're talking about committing kind a fraud. <laughs> and then... And then, yeah... You you have to then be persecuted for committing a fraud. That's <laughs> kind of what happens. Okay. These people's that's, solution that's... to bluffing is to torture you. I'm never playing poker with Mormons. <laughs> Jesus. That's okay. You have to have one solo Mormon by himself to play poker. Otherwise, they would never play the game with you. If you have more than one, they won't drink or smoke or, you know, 
gamble with you. But if you get one by themselves, it's really funny because you go across the border to uh, Wendover, Nevada, which is like just about like 80 minutes outside of Salt Lake. Just about every car in the parking lot has Utah plates on it. So, <laughs> mm, <laughs> all right, number number twenty three. Thousands of great men, intellectual giants, national and international personalities, and scholars for one hundred and sixty five years must accept your history and its teachings, even to the point of laying down their life rather than deny their testimonies of it. Who are these great men? intellectual giants, national and international personalities, and scholars that believe that the Book of Mormon was actually history. Oh, I got I a great know. hint for you. It's none of them. <laughs> yeah, none of them. I don't know. Steve Young? A yeah. football player? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my, my, my philosophy brain wants to be like, well, isn't this a logical fallacy? But you're right. Like, Let's just call them on it. Like, Sure. <laughs> Name five people who are intellectual giants, right? Just go ahead yeah, and do it, and we'll sure, see what yeah, the others sure. goes. Sure. Scholars, and then, international and then, personalities, and then we'll give you, and then we'll give you like ten who went. No, this is bullshit. And um, how many of them laid down their life rather than denied it? Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I guess it. I guess it depends on. Are are we talking about like biblical timescales? Because really, hey. They eventually died, so... <laughs> is, there a, is there a Mormon Newton that I don't know about? Like, um, I'm pretty sure there was somebody named Newton. There was a Spencer there was, C. Kimball who looked like Are Yoda. you telling me you don't know the story of Newton the Mormon? <laughs> I, he's, he's fucking with you, because I don't even know this one. <laughs> I feel like some really funny music should start up... Uh, <laughs> You know, I do have a soundboard. I, I could start something up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Newton the Mormon was fantastic. He was mediocre at best. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's true. He kept trying to throw apples back up into the tree. <laughs> Newton. Newton this... Uh, th this is Newton right here. Hang on. This is Mormon Newton. Okay, listen up. I need a hero. I'm holding out for a hero to the end of the night. He's got to be strong, and he's got to be fast, and he's got to be fresh from the fight. <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle, for sitting this time. Anybody? Put loose. Bonnie Tyler song. Kevin Bacon drives a tractor in a game of chicken. Nothing. Wow. <laughs> Commitment to the joke. Yep. <clears throat> All right, let's see. What's the next one here? Uh, you must include with this written record. This is number 24. This promise. And when ye shall. Uh, I'm skipping this one. Fuck that. I read that whole quote. <laughs> number 25. Missionaries must bear record to the world for the next 165 years that sure. they know the record to be true because they put the promise to the test and found it to be true. That's not how truth works. <laughs> that, that's really not how it works. Just because you can oh, hang on, five hang on. years. We got Mr. Philosophy here. How does oh, sure. truth work? Go for it. I'm <laughs> just like the Hindus are like 165 years. Like, bitch, please. Like, <laughs> prove fucking anything, right? There's like, there's Buddhist monks who've been around for thousands of years. They actually <laughs> met the guy, right? He was actually a real person, too. It's like, you're not proving anything. Yeah, oh, that's one thing I find hilarious is like, Somebody on a local radio show was talking about people they would want to meet if they could meet anybody before they die or like when they die. And he was like, I want to meet Buddha. And I was like, well, that's interesting. 
And he's like, yeah, because at least we could prove that he was around. We can't do the same with Jesus. And I'm like, oh, there goes half your market right there. <laughs> I mean, missionaries bear the word of Tom Cruise every day. This mm-hmm. is not compelling. Is like, there's a long list of people who have missionaries. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it, easy to get missionaries. A... I can I, I can get you a missionary by like 3 p.m. and like paint it any color you want. It's Just not slap some. Not hard to do. It's really that's really not hard to do. Aaron just goes out and picks the most mediocre little like nineteen year old kid he can grab. He's like he's it's like the whole meme where he's like smacks the missionary, smacks the young kid. I could fit so many memes into this fucking kid right here. <laughs> right, I could do a Megan Kelly and paint the missionary black. Right, Ooh. that would really stand out. Topical, yeah. <laughs> too far. All right, number twenty six. If, if, if y'all want to pay me fifty million dollars to leave the show now, it's fine. I'm happy to check out at this point. Okay, number twenty six. Over fifty two thousand nine hundred. Well, that's a oddly specific number here. Uh, <laughs> over specifics. No, it's yeah. good. Go ahead. Over this many number nine hundred and one. <laughs> I'm a believer now. Competent salesmen must be so to- uh, so sold on your book that they will gladly give up two or more years of their lives to take it. To- okay, so it's missionaries. Oh yeah, they're about talking that, so. about. But they called them salesmen. That's, that's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, just that's the higher earning just, bracket of missionaries. Just think about that for a second. They not only have to pay their own way during these these years, but return bearing testimony that the time spent will remain as one of the highlights of their lives. Well. You know what? Getting out, and I'm not saying all missionaries get to go see foreign countries, but you know, even if you're there for religious reasons, being like ensconced in another culture for two years has got to be a pretty fucking cool thing that happens in their life, you know, especially when they've lived in Utah their whole life. Sure. Book of Mormon is any indicator. It seems like it's a lot of fun. Although I know, although I know a lot, (laughs) I know a lot of, I've known a lot of people who kind of approached it in that way. It's like, hey, I'll get to go somewhere cool. I'll get to go have a, a life experience for two years. Except and then you after like, like, after, yourself. like after like two months of having to live with another really shitty person where they're like, Nope, you can't go to the bathroom alone because you might give it a tug. Yeah. Nope. From what I gather, the, the Jewish um, heritage trip is much better. Um, it's all expenses paid and they're deliberately trying to get you to touch each other's junk so that you'll make more Jews. Yeah. So maybe y'all should update on that. Like, I think that that could be so not y'all, but like, you know, Mormons should get on top of that. Like that old Testament style. Um, here's the real comedy with Mormons, especially here in Utah is that they consider Kyle and I Gentiles. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Really? (laughs) They it have, makes they so have much adopted. Sense. <laughs> aren't, aren't y'all Gentiles? <laughs> what, is, what? Wait, I'm confused now. I've lost. I've don't lost. The, lost the yeah, don't worry. So we're the Mor- Mormons. Mormons That's believe fine. themselves to be the lost tribe of Israel. Oh, right. Okay, I see. <laughs> so, right. They're so Hebes. Right. Yeah, on. they're they're American Hebes. There you go. That's a good term for it. That's wait. Sorry, that's your word. I'm not allowed to say that. Oh, we're gonna get striked on that one. Uh, let's see. Put number up, twenty-seven. Put on Juno's. <laughs> number. <laughs> Oi, it's so humid. Sorry, fucking old Comedy Central uh, joke there. Goddamn. Oh. Uh, number twenty-seven. Your book must not only raise the standards of millions of people, but do it in such a way that they become one of the great moral, ethical, and dynamic marvels of the day. <laughs> really. <laughs> Just, uh, uh, they must dynamic become world-renowned. Word you first. 
<laughs> because that hasn't happened yet. I mean, like, dynamics suggest that, like, what? He was really flashy in his style, like... I like keep... It, it, it moves on the dance floor? Like, what are we talking... Like, what kind of, like... I, hear I don't it, know. It, it well, excites uh, in a closed I, environment. I mean, if I we're it. if we're talking about if we're talking about about, <laughs> about Joe Smith, um, I mean his sideburn game was was on point. Fair enough. So, Fair and the the popped collar. <laughs> he had multiple I mean, popped collars. Really? I bet he, like, <laughs> he had, was the he old. Wore, he was like <laughs> three popped collars deep with with killer sideburns. The interest in some of these are really weird. Like your book must <laughs> only raise the standards. What what does it mean by raise the standards of millions? Like raise their standard of living? Like sure. raise their quality as persons? Like and what I, the fuck are we I love how he's, here? he's trying to consider everybody that's Mormon is like this. It's like fuck you, man. <laughs> All right, number twenty. Uh, sorry, twenty eight. For the next twenty years, you must watch those that follow you, your family, and the dearest of your loved ones persecuted, driven. Time after time from their homes. Well, there's really interesting history about this, and I suggest you go listen to yeah. Bryce Blankenagle's uh, Naked Mormonism podcast to hear why they were driven from multiple communities. Because Joe Smith was a fucking prick. <laughs> he couldn't. My understanding, yeah. there were good people on both sides. Sure, oh, no, they, they were great. <laughs> there were sure there were great people on both sides. And it was the of, media. The I media mean, stirring up a lot of conflict between people well, and like if the media would stop doing that people wouldn't get bombed so God much you know that is true though to, because joe smith need, had a running fight with like a couple of newspaper writers yep, within, nothing like, changes yeah, nearby the oh, towns yeah. there and he's like to, i'm the fucking press i'm gonna make you look like a fool every fucking day of your life and it's like until you start acting like a decent human being i'm gonna keep calling you out on this shit <laughs> I need to find it. I should have. I should have like permanently saved this. But there is a a fantastic. There is a fantastic newspaper article from a, a an old a reporter that interviewed. Uh, they they wrote a detailed interview with Joseph Smith mm. uh, when they were like camped out in Nauvoo, Illinois. Oh, you mean uh, the Garden of Eden? Yeah, okay, got you there. No, no, the Garden of Eden's down in Missouri. Oh, it's Missouri, J- Jackson, Missouri. Yeah, Missouri, yeah, yeah. No, this was when they like had a compound in Illinois, and it, this this reporter wrote, and you don't see this style much anymore. But he was making notes about how he was like sitting in his chair with his like feet kicked up, and you know how he was being well, a a total douche. You couldn't take pictures back then, so you had to paint the right. picture with the words. Right. So, I mean, uh, let's see. Number twenty nine. This this one is the most one of the most incredulous ones right now, right here, where he says, "You must gain no wealth from your work, but really? many times lose all that you have." Like those that believe you, you must submit yourself to the vilest persecution, and finally, after twenty years of this, give your own life in a very savage and brutal manner. You mean his prison break? <laughs> How many of these are just another version of you have to get beat up for believing a thing? <laughs> it's just funny that he's saying go from uh, you must gain no wealth from your work. He was living Zero. high on the hog for every standard of living back then. 
Anyway, 30, let's, let's finish this fucking thing up here. He says, <laughs> start right now and produce this record, which covers 1,000 years of history doing it, not in the peaceful atmosphere of your community, but under the most trying of circumstances, which includes being driven from your home several times. Wait a minute. He wrote the book before all the driving from his home and all that other shit happened. He wrote that when he was still in New York, didn't he not? A am I wrong here? He was still... Yeah, upstate New York, and he was writing this with his buddy that was scribing it in the other room, and he was reading it from his hat that he put the the petrified wood into that he thought it was a seer stone, and man, you guys have a wacky fucking book. And I'm, I'm talking to the Mormons here, so. When you take out a lot of the wackiness, though, I'm just sort of realizing how many of these apply to Socrates. Like, <laughs> the, the not yeah. getting paid and getting persecuted and, like, you know, if you took out all the terror, like maybe did they just get confused and think that John Smith was just Socrates, but like <laughs> recent, like now here's the, here's the thing that's really going to bake people's noodles here is that, um, maybe that's the human condition. Maybe we are to suffer, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe everybody mm -hmm. suffers. Maybe everybody, maybe to be alive is to experience suffering. And the only reason we put such a high importance on being happy and having a good time is because it washes away the dull moments of, you know, wanting to kill yourself kind of things. <laughs> I'm sorry, taking a dark turn here, but I'm just saying that it seems like if Socrates was facing this and Joseph Smith was facing this, I have faced not, not so much persecution, but the matter of like, wow, life is kind of garbage most of the time. You know? <laughs> right. Time to embrace the void, buddy. Yeah, you're right we, there. We are, we are going to make a T-shirt because uh, Felicia it, said, "Scream at it, laugh at Fel it." Felicia said when she was on your guys's podcast recently, she said, uh, "We just laugh at the void." I'm like, "That's a good fucking slogan." <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys embrace it. We just look at it, stare at it. And just go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, we can't. There are many options. <laughs> right, right. Like like Tyrion Lannister taking a taking a piss off the wall. Right. Please, please have it's... your book completed. Talk to a, fr a friend into mortgaging his farm to raise money to have it printed all it's in 60 not, days. Really not hard to do. People do that kind of shit all the time. Hey, Kyle, you wrote a book and did you have to get a friend to mortgage his farm to fucking have it printed? <laughs> no, but I probably could have. <laughs> we have e-books you know, now. You know a guy with a farm? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I could. I'm pretty sure I could find a guy with a farm and I could talk him into it. Yeah, you are pretty convincing. I mean, we've been doing this for three years. <laughs> anyway, thanks, well, patrons. I that mean, all I have to really do is promise him a cut of the profits when they come in because they're all about that. And that sounds like the exact same thing that happened with this mortgaging his farm thing. It's like, oh well. uh, you know, once this book gets big, I'll gladly pay you back and then some. Oh yeah, and keep mm -hmm. in mind that he he was later excommunicated also. So just just keep that in mind. <laughs> it's a it's a, I'll gladly pay you on Tuesday for a cult for today. A hamburger today. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, I love Wimpy. Anyway, that's it for the Patreon show, guys. We'll catch you next week with another one. We've gone way too fucking long. We'll see you then. Bye. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.
Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.